Hello, this is Tim Rausenberger with BrassCenter.com. Today is Wednesday, October 4th, 2017. This is episode 105. What teachers don't learn in college. During my time at Wilkes University, I had an opportunity to do observations as well as student teaching while I was in college. I don't know how other colleges do it, and I'm not sure whether it's different for music educators as opposed to other people in the field. But I can tell you that I had to go to two different schools to simply observe and then I had to student teach. And I can tell you that I got very, very little from my observations. I remember the two schools very clearly. One of them was a Catholic school and the other one was an inner city school. In both cases, the people that they paired me with were not the best choices. I'll just leave it at that. And I can't even say that I learned a heck of a lot other than to not teach like them. Unfortunately, I also didn't get to observe much when I was there. I didn't learn too much about the ins and the outs of the system. Then I had my student teaching. Now my student teaching, I did learn a ton. And I learned a ton because I had an opportunity, and a really unique one at that, where the the person who I wound up eventually covering all of his classes, because when I say I student taught, I truly taught his entire schedule every single day. And it was a great experience. And I got a chance to teach elementary, middle school, and high school. Band, chorus, and general music. That's rare. <clears throat> So that was a great experience. There were things that I learned, but it was just stuff in the classroom. It wasn't the stuff behind the scenes. And back at that time when I student taught, and I don't know if I was supposed to have known this stuff, but I never knew about kids who were Classified, and if I did know anything about somebody maybe being slightly special needs in any way, there was no paperwork ever given to me. Obviously, times have changed in that regard. But there are certain things that I know still have not changed. Because the reality of the situation is... The only way you are going to be able to 
know what it's like to teach in a school is you have to be there. You have to be there every day. You have to ask questions. You need to find out from someone with experience what it's really like. What's going on behind the scenes? What are the things that I have to watch out for? One of the biggest mistakes I'm finding with new teachers is, and I've said it in past episodes, and it's just, it's like an epidemic or something. For some silly reason, they continue to talk to their friends who are also similar in experience. In other words, they're inexperienced. And it's not the worst thing, but there's no replacement in any field, not just education, in any field for experience. And someone who's been in a been there, done that situation is going to be able to give you advice you're never going to get from anyone else. Any time that I've entered a new school, I always find an experienced teacher and I pick their brain and I ask them as many questions as I possibly can. And what I'm going to do today is talk to you about the things you will simply never learn in college. Not from a book, not from a professor, not from anyone. And no matter how many times you may hear otherwise, this is just a cold hard truth. Who are the most important people you need to know at the school? Now you should know the answer to that right away if you're getting into education. I have known too many teachers who do not know the answer to that question. The most important people you need to get to know at any school immediately are the custodians, the secretaries, and if you have any type of security or people that are on the grounds of the school, maintenance, those are your key people because they know everything that's going on. Here's the other reason you need to find out. You need to know how they tick. You see, those people in almost every case have been around for a really long time in the school. It is, you almost never find a school where there is a, a staff of people who are all brand new. Just don't find that. These people are just jammed with experience. But here's the thing though too. They may have their own way of doing things. And you don't want to rock the apple cart and start doing things your own way. In a way that could upset them, could offend them, whatever the case may be. Especially if you're in a situation where you are in a shared space situation. Where the classroom that you teach in 
is not exclusively your room, which also can fall under something you may never learn in college. How many professors are going to tell you there's a really good chance that when you get your job, you're going to be sharing a room with somebody else? And that relationship is very important. Well, if you're sharing your space and the space happens to be as a music teacher in an auditorium, well, chances are that auditorium is going to be used for other things or maybe a multi-purpose room or a cafetorium, combination cafeteria auditorium or the cafeteria or whatever room it is that is used by other people. You need to know how the other people operate. And those key people, nine times out of 10, are the people I just named. They have the answers. Here's the other advantage for doing that. If you develop a strong relationship with them, when you need them the most, they will be there for you. Because I rarely have needed help in like an emergency type of situation. But when I have, they're always there for me. Every time, because of the rapport that I built with them. These people, they are treated with greater respect than before. I say before because about 20 to 30 years ago, their entire profession, the three groups of people I just named, it was really looked down upon. Nowadays, it's not as bad in most places. But here's the thing that doesn't happen enough in a lot of schools. A lot of teachers don't really get to know them, really get to know them and ask them about their families. You know, I had a I had a custodian once. I mean, just a, a beautiful individual. He was just he was such a a genuinely kind person. And I remember him saying to me, I remember him, I remember talking to him and he had been working in the school for about 27 years. And I remember asking him a question. And he said, well, you know, you know, why you shouldn't expect me to know the answer to this, something like that. I'm only a custodian. You know, this is the job that I, that I do. And I do it because I'm not really good at anything else. Well, you know what? Here's what I have to say to that. They may not be good at anything else. That is entirely true. You know what they are good at? That job. And in most cases, really good at it. So it's it's critical that these people, that you develop these relationships with, with those people. Has anybody ever talked to you about the copy machine before? Become an expert on the copy machine. Know it inside out. Know how it operates. Go so far to even ask to see a manual in case something jams. Or 
ask somebody to train you on it. Somebody in the school is going to know how that copy machine works. Nine times out of ten, usually somebody in the office. Now, there are such situations where they may not want you touching the copy machine. And that's fine, too. Most districts where I've worked, copy machine is a free-for-all. And it can be anybody using it at any given time. You will make some very, very nice friends if you are able to repair the copy machine in a pinch. Yes, it may be a little annoying when they're constantly asking you to do it. You know what? Something you're going to be, they're going to like about you. And the staff will appreciate it. And you'll be able to be accepted more freely. Now, speaking of staff, something they also may not talk to you about in college. Do you fit in? See, sometimes there are schools where the teachers are spectacular. And they're great with their students. And hopefully so are you. But you know what, though? You might not fit in. Because sadly, I've been in situations with cliques. With people who are not the nicest people, I think is probably a good way of putting it. Might be great with kids in the classroom, but not so great when it comes to their relationships with other staff members. And there may even be toxic conversation in the faculty lounge, a place where more often than not, I've tended to avoid. I even had a principal one time who said to me, you know, you should really get to know the staff a little bit better. And I had known at that time, I knew that this was a staff. They didn't, they had their people that they wanted to talk to and other people were not allowed in that group. And I remember having to say to the principal, with all due respect, I'm fine the way that, that I am. And the principal said, you know, you really should go into the faculty lounge. And I said, and I just politely said, thank you so much for the offer, and I'll consider it. And I think I considered it for about five seconds. And I am far from an antisocial person, but I am an anti-mean person. I don't do well with mean people. I don't do well with people who are trying to harm others in any way. I want nothing to do with those people. Which brings me to my next thing. Identify those people in the school and be careful with them. Very careful. Be careful what you say. Be careful what you do. Because there are people out there who may sell you on being their best friend and someone who can be trusted? Not always so. The idea of this podcast is not to be a negative Nelly. That's not it. But you have to understand there are a lot of things that 
a college professor is not going to know. Especially if they've been removed from a school system for an extended period of time. I really, really openly question, openly wonder about what they're able to provide to their students. Because from a pedagogical standpoint, they can provide a ton. But with these other things, I'm not so sure. In terms of teachers in relation to administration, because a lot of things I've discussed so far have been teachers with other teachers and teachers with their relationships with uh, the, the three different groups. When we're dealing with administration, administrators are often told by their superiors to look for certain things. There are some administrators out there that are quote-unquote I gotcha type of people where they are unfortunately not looking for all the positive things that you're bringing to the school but they're looking for any of your negative things. You see there are administrators out there who are willing to give you a, a glowing observation or recognition of your work, however it is that your school does it. But then there are other administrators that always need to, they, they have to have this feeling of being able to show their superiors that they are teaching the teachers. And I can say that's true because 10 years, 12 years, 15 years into my career, I still had administrators making suggestions to me. And it's not a bad thing. I'm not saying anything bad about it at all because it's not a bad thing. There have been techniques and things that I've learned from administrators. You know, yes, have I had an administrator here and there who speaks to me like I'm a rookie teacher? Yes, it's highly irritating. It's going to happen, though. I find it even funnier when the administrator is younger than me. And I know for a fact they have very, very little teaching experience and they're trying to tell me how to teach. I find that funny, I think is probably a good way of putting it. But I listen because there is a possibility they may have something to offer. <laughs> I just don't do, do too well with the quasi-condescending tone. That doesn't really work too well with me. With administrators, paperwork is king right now. Accountability is everything. Make sure that all the paperwork that needs to be done is done. And it's done right away. As if your job depended on it. Because you know what? Your job does depend on it. 
Sadly and unfortunately, if someone who was tenured in your district is late with getting paperwork in, they'll get an email reminder. They'll get a reminder in passing just to make sure to get it in type of thing. And they won't, usually won't get in trouble unless they're an habitual offender. With someone who's inexperienced, year, two, three years of experience, that paperwork isn't in, you can absolutely expect that notes will be taken. 100%. The scarier administrators are the ones that are taking the notes and they're not telling you. And they're kind of keeping a tab. You have to understand also as a teacher, not every school, not every district is for everyone. It might be for someone else. It may not be for you. And I understand that may be difficult depending on where you live, depending on your family situation, depending on the type of environment you'd like to be in. But never, ever forget this one bit of advice. Never believe that the kids where you're teaching are the best kids. All kids are the best kids. Now, you may have to modify your teaching. You may have to modify your style. Because... I get, I personally get just as much satisfaction from teaching in a situation where tons of children are receiving private music lessons outside of school and as a result, my ensembles are outstanding and the community support is there and the money is there. I get the same rush from conducting a group in that situation as I do from conducting a group that's in an inner city school. Same rush. I've worked in situations where the budget has been minuscule or non-existent. I get it. I do understand. It's difficult. It's very, very challenging. And you have to make do with the resources as best as possible. I've worked in places where kids are absolutely poor. They don't have a dime to their name. Their instruments are falling apart. The school instruments are falling apart. And there's no repair budget. Been there, done that. And the question I ask you is, did someone in college tell you about that as well? See, it, this is not, this is not a podcast that's railing against anyone in particular. It's not. This is an episode to simply enlighten you, to make you aware. Because having done this for over 20 years, I've encountered all of these situations. From pre-K to 12th grade. Band, 
chorus, general music. And I'm not the only one. There are a lot of other teachers out there who have had this type of experience. You need to find them. You need to ask the questions. You need to get better. You need to always stay ahead of the curve. Because if you're passionate about education, this is what you should want. Don't be that teacher who settles. And without you necessarily realizing it, you are unfortunately, I wouldn't use the word settling, but you're not always getting the best advice if you're going to the wrong people and the wrong sources. I remember seeing a forum on Facebook, and I'm not going to say what group it was. But there was a topic that was being discussed and I was horrified to see the answers being given by veteran teachers to a rookie teacher. Horrified. And these were people who are with children every day. And yes, they were experienced. But the difference here is they're a bunch of strangers on Facebook. No different than reading all of your information from an article online or a textbook or getting a lecture in a class. The hands-on experience is everything. And again, finding people in your environment because every school is radically different. I have never, ever seen any two school districts that do things the exact same way, which is kind of a messed up thing in education. Let's be honest about it. I mean, I'm sure two business offices are not exactly the same either, but I don't think they're drastically different drastically different and I'm not talking about personnel either I'm talking about how things are run it is crazy how different the districts can be their policies what's important what's not important you can't get that in college you're not you're never gonna get it in college you're also not gonna get it online from anybody you're only gonna know by doing your due diligence in your situation, your school, your district. These are all of the things you don't learn in college. Hopefully this has been helpful to you. As always, feel free to reach out to me at any time. I'm always happy to discuss these topics. Be well.